Hey there, and welcome to the Unlikely Artist Podcast, where I'll teach you how to gain the freedom you need to become who you want, instead of who you've been telling yourself you need to be. I'm Heather Kerr. I went from international tax to art and coaching because those are the things I've been yearning to do. Listen in to find out how you can start doing what you love to in slow, easy steps each week. Let's dive in now. Hello, savvy souls. So I'm not even going to try to describe what the title of this podcast means. I'm just going to ask you to bear with me and listen, because it is going to be a great episode. So this all started when I was listening to a podcast that I love. I'm a big podcast fan. I hope you are too. Anyway, it's another wonderful CBC production. That's the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. They are fabulous journalists and they do so many amazing things. And this particular podcast is called Tapestry. And it's about the messy business of being a human and our search for meaning, my favorite things. So in this particular episode, Mary Hines, the host, was interviewing the editor of a book called Letter to a Stranger, Essays to the Ones Who Haunt Us. The stories in the book are all about a powerful exchange the writer had with a stranger that impacted the writer in some kind of fundamental and enduring way. The editor of the book observed to Mary, there's a power in slowing down and circling around a story. She said that everyone seemed to immediately understand their prompt when she said, write about a stranger who haunts you. And the results of the writer slowing down and circling around the stories of their encounters with a stranger, often many years ago, produced profound revelations and insights. And so this comment of Mary's about circling around our stories got me really thinking about how we let life go by in unconscious blips. We let the moments pass by being in our heads, being elsewhere, worrying about the future, regretting the past, instead of being right in the moment. Also, just how we're unconscious as we go through our days, not quite noticing our sensations, what we're seeing, hearing, smelling, tasting, feeling, not noticing our emotions, not noticing what our hearts are telling us, without digesting the learning in our experiences. There's this beauty in slowing down and circling around our stories, circling around the awe and wonder of it all. Savvy souls, try circling around a story now. Think about a time when you're outside at night or on top of a mountain after a long hike or by an ocean watching the waves roll in and out and you felt an awe, you felt a connection and wonder. So try to remember an incident like that and then remember that specific feeling how it felt in your body, what it felt like caused it, what exactly were you connecting with? What was the experience like? What was going through your mind? Or was your mind on pause, your thoughts 
silenced for a moment, what were you experiencing, seeing? Just think about all of it. I think when you circle around these kinds of stories, ones that bring a sense of awe and wonder, you'll find that you have these experiences of awe and wonder more often because you start to notice and look out for those moments. Our brains are habitual. Our brains develop patterns. So part of your pattern is slowing down and diving into the stories. There's a lot you can get out of it. So in the CBC Tapestry episode, beautiful stories emerged from the writers by slowing down and thinking about a stranger that affected them. The CBC specific story about thinking about strangers at haunt you got me thinking about a stranger I met several times several years ago. And he's definitely a stranger who haunts me to this day. I can't recall his name, but I knew it once. He was down and out. He was handsome, but dressed in threadbare suits, torn boots, but always very tidy. He always had his dog by his side and he was always very loving with his dog. He sold a little newspaper that was distributed to homeless people to sell for a toonie. Now, for those of you who aren't Canadians, who are, are but are too young to remember this, a toonie back then was a Canadian $2 coin. Toonies don't exist anymore. I used to buy that newspaper from him every week and we would always chat a few moments. For a moment, I'd get out of my rushing, gotta get to work self. And we'd share a few stories, a few thoughts, a few observations. And it was always a very pleasant part of my day. He was always respectful and grateful and kind. I knew he had some kids because he told me that once. And I wondered how this had come to pass. This father estranged from his family, polite, nice to talk to and homeless. One day he said his heart was weak and his doctor said he needed to get off the street. He wanted to raise enough funds to rent a place for three months or so. So he said he was asking people like me, he called us his regulars, if we'd each give him $200. Then he thought he could swing it. Then he thought he'd be able to rent this place. I felt a bit squishy. I felt a bit uncomfortable. And I said, I'd think about it. And we'd talk about it the next time I saw him. Well, there never was the next time. The next week, he didn't show up at his regular spot. And not the next week after that, or the next one, or the next one, and so on. I learned months later that he died from a heart attack. No one knew what had happened to his dog. And I couldn't help wondering, of course, what if I just dug into my pocket and given him the $200 right then, or said, hey, let's go to the automatic teller around the corner and I'll get you your cash now. Always wondered if he might have stayed warm and alive. And I always continued to wonder where his dog was now. I've circled around this story many times in my mind and I have many regrets, but I all, always also have a tremendous depth of gratitude for this man. He brought a lot more to my life, I believe, than the tunies I gave him. Circling around that story in my mind taught me so much about the beauty of all humans, 
the worthiness of all humans, the aspirations and the tragic stories and the life experiences that bind us together and connect us as humans. And because of him, I am more compassionate and loving. But it isn't just about circling around stories of beauty and wonder and friendship and connection. It's also circling around stories of our own humanness. I'm thinking about the sad stories of our lives, the sad stories that have happened to us and knowing how to circle around those harder stories, trying on different lenses as we circle, looking at a difficult circumstance and circling around it with compassion for the grief or rejection or loneliness or fear that situation induced in us. Circling around those stories with so much love for the suffering part of us that experienced it. Or circling around that story with awareness of how we were thinking then and how that story would feel different if we circled around it with a different narrative about what happened and what it meant. Asking ourselves, what did I learn from this? How did it empower me? How was this for me, even in the most egregious circumstances? And this in turn makes me think of the most beautiful, amazing, talented young singer, Alison Russell. Alison was recently nominated for three Grammys, Best American Roots Performer, Best Americana Album, Best American Roots Song. This was for Alison's first solo album called Outside Child and her hit song Night Flyer. Her album was named second best album of 2021 by New York Times and on and on the honors go. I'll put a link to Alison's music in the show notes for this episode. And she's actually on tour in the US now if you wanna get tickets. Anyway, Alison's grandfather was George Elliott Russell the Saskatchewan-born, Montreal-based artist who became an artistic mentor for me and is the namesake for my Grace studio here in Prince Edward County. Grace, I spell that in capitals, and it stands for the George Russell Academy of Creative Expansion. So George, Allison's grandfather, was of Scottish descent, and his daughter is Allison's mother. Allison's father is Black. Allison was adopted by a racist white supremacist father, her words, and starting at age five, she was regularly sexually abused. She fled home as a teenager. Allison's stepfather was ultimately jailed for his crimes. But what I want to talk to you about is the fact that Allison did not avoid this story. She didn't permanently push away her painful past. Instead, she circled around her story. She spoke about it in a TED talk. She became a voice for not hiding this kind of abuse. And her reflections have landed in some of the most heartbreakingly beautiful music I've ever heard. As she reported to the Rolling Stone about her album, Outside Child, she said, it's ex excavating and reckoning with the most painful part of my past is what it is. I just felt that because I can sing about it, I have to. Allison took that story and let it fuel her musical career. 
She circled around that story, revisited that story in her music, and through all of that created this extraordinary gift for all of us. She shows us how transcendent beauty can come from circling around a painful story, even of the worst kind. Savvy souls, if we can develop a practice of circling around our own stories, circling around the beautiful, awestruck moments with intense love and feeling the connection and gratitude those stories bring in a deep way. And if we also circle around our stories of pain and suffering with self-compassion and with allowing the feelings, and when we're able, trying on a different way of retelling those stories that stories that feels like they make a shift in us. I think that's really the secret to making life a beautiful thing. As I said in my last episode, it's another secret sauce for your life. If you're hearing a noise in the background, that's my dog shaking. I live in the countryside and we've got um, apparently a bunch of coyotes out circling around the property tonight and She's quite anxious about it, so it's hard to make her still, so I hope you'll bear with me. Anyway, I was talking about how I think this way of circling around our stories, both, you know, the awe-inspiring, awe beautiful stories and the painful stories is the secret sauce to making life a beautiful thing. And um, speaking of that, I've been having lots of thoughts about all the secret sauces that I know their recipes, if you will, for life that I've learned as a life coach and as an artist and as a lawyer and as a mother of two children and as a 62 year old woman who's hopefully accumulated some wisdom from all of those years. And I've been focusing on finding the recipes that make life truly delicious. And some of those recipes are equivalent to just adding some good stuff, the good tasting stuff, you know, the sugar, the chocolate, the nuts, the wine to the other ingredients. And some of those recipes are taking something that doesn't taste good on its own and balancing the flavors, adding subtle ingredients that change everything. I've been harvesting better ingredients. Okay, I'm taking this analogy too far, but you get the idea. I'm gathering up the things I've learned as I've enriched my own life, as I've journeyed from economist to lawyer, to artist, to artist and coach and retreat owner. I've transformed my outlook on life and what's possible for me as I've learned to work my way through fear, anxiety, doubt, loneliness, the fear of not belonging and still create what I want. As I've worked with my coaching clients, as we've worked together to transform what they believe is possible for them and make it happen as we worked through their doubts and fears and made their dreams happen anyway. Through all of this, I've picked up the ingredients for a better life, a recipe for a life that feels more expansive and fulfilling, a life where we're not wishing we were someplace else because we're where we want to be, where every day is a deliberate choice. And with all of that knowledge, I've created what I'm calling the Magic Room Experience. It's a group coaching program to help you cut through the BS in your brain so you can live more expansively, to help you reach a point where the judging voice in your head no longer controls your actions or the outcomes you create, 
where you're so fully engaged in what you're doing that time passes in a blink, where you've made your biggest desires become your lived experience. So Savvy Souls, I invite you to join me for the Magic Room Experience Group Coaching Program. We'll be working together from June until November. We'll be supporting each other as we transform our brains, tackle the critical voices in our heads, learn to trust our intuition, and follow our hearts. By the end of the six months, we'll be creating new ideas, new products, new art, new adventures, new businesses, new landscapes, new thought leadership, new environments, new music, new passions, new ways to help people, new things to see, hear, and do. And there's nothing in the world we'd rather be creating instead. If you don't want to miss out on the Magic Room experience, I'd like you to send me an email. Just send an email to heather at gracedcanvas.com. That's G-R-A-C-E-D as in dog, C-A-N-V-A-S.com. And just put in the subject line, request for information about the Magic Room experience. And I'll send you more details or go to my website and click on the button to subscribe for my creative expansion newsletter, where I'll be posting more information and updates about the experience. Um, my website is www.gracedcanvas.com. That's G-R-A-C-E-D-C-A-N-V-A-S.com. And my website um, is being revised. It's probably ready now. And so you should find that link at the bottom. When you scroll down to the bottom of most of the pages, there'll be a link to my newsletter. That's where you get all the details about this program and anything I'm offering at my studio here and my art and all the good stuff that I create for you guys and for the rest of the world. So with all of that, I bid you adieu. See you next week, Savvy Souls. And please do let me know if any interesting things uh, surface, any insights or deep knowings arise for you or any surprises as you try this practice I talked about today of circling around your stories. Bye now. Love you guys. So if you're energized by the possibilities you're hearing about on this podcast, but you're wondering how it's possible to actually make what you've been fantasizing about doing actually happen, I'd love you to join me for a free strategy session where we'll talk about coaching together. We'll explore how you can start making what you want possible by taking small, easy steps that add up to something amazing. Just click on the link in the show notes below this episode to book your free call. I'd love to meet you live. And all my listeners, remember, it's finally your time to do what you want.